0: Hello and welcome to For the Love of Stories. I'm Jonah Fisher and we're back. This is our second attempt. I tried interrupting them, but then they forced me not to. This is my brother Micah, right? Micah, you're not gonna, you're not gonna ruin this, right? Yes, I am. Please don't. Please. Not. Please. Oh, good, good. Going okay. Ruin. Not. Yes, I am not not going to ruin it. I'm not, I'm, I'm... It's winter break, Micah. Don't make me decipher that. Okay, let's get into the, 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 the stuff that we have to get into before we do the show. So yes, I know it's been a long time, but it takes a really long time to put an episode together. You have no idea I have to do a writing I have to produce on. It, it just takes a while. That took you like two minutes. Micah, I was finishing writing the story. It took me like three weeks to, to get that together and whatnot. Sorry. Sorry for using whatnot. You know, my friend, I have a friend who's probably listening to this, who's the reason why I'm bringing this out. So, uh, shout out to you. I'm not gonna say your name because I don't know how you feel about your name, but, uh, you know who you are! Sorry, I didn't mean to shout. Um, uh, so this episode is, uh, I forgot what it's titled already, but I'm gonna know in a moment because I'm gonna go to the story segment. Uh, but part of it I, i'm changing up the format just a little bit to to, to help move the story along just so it's gonna happen. so first off the for the, like the dictionary you don't need that anymore well okay there's not gonna be a dictionary in this episode there's probably gonna be a dictionary in the next one you are gonna need the dictionary though so if you forget some of the terms you can go back to the first episode and listen to that also i'd like to say spoil well there are not any spoilers in this one there are gonna be spoilers in the next one probably but not spoilers in on this one because this is still like setting up a plot and whatnot but this is gonna be a hopefully good one um
1: What I meant to say,
0: Micah, this is, I have to talk for so long, Micah, I'm sorry. Uh, And then the other thing is just uh, that I would say, um... If you, this is not the first season, and I'm sure you're tired of hearing this, but this is not the first season. But, uh, so go check out the first season if you have, if this is what you're listening to first, because it's kind of boring. Uh, well, not boring. Gosh, I'm, I'm not good with words today. So, uh, luckily I'm reading off of a script. So we're gonna start now. Micah, please stop. Do you like to say goodbye, Micah? Yeah. This is, this is, yep, yep, yep. This is my, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into it. Um, so I just wanted to add quickly because I forgot to have this in the intro. Uh, but currently I'm running on a month like publish date just because it takes a while. And I really I do really want to get onto to the uh, like a, a twice a month schedule because it's it was it's it's pretty like I want to if i do twice a month that means 24 episodes and i got my like wrapped spotify as like a wrapped new year and since anchors made I spotify i got that and i only did nine episodes this year which made me sad because I, I like to i like making these episodes so i'm going to try to get on a every other week schedule however it takes a it's very hard for me to get these done i'm not great at paying attention to things uh so i will try my hardest um but i also want to say that i will be doing a new year special this year just like I did in 2019. Uh, gosh, some of those things I said about in 2020. Oh, God, how wrong I was. Uh, but um, I didn't do one last year. and I'm not sure. why. Maybe it was just because I was sad last year and I was happy, too, because the, the year was over. But I will be doing one this year. And maybe Cecilia will come join us. I don't know. Omicron is spreading terribly, so probably not. But maybe she'll join us virtually. I may have a friend join us virtually. I'm sorry. I'm taking a picture. Let's get into the story. All right. Here we go. This is Time of the Walker. Or, well, sorry. This is not Time of the Walker. That's just the name of the passage before it. This is, what is it called? Ah, oh, come on. Okay. I will have to give it a title in a moment. All right. So it begins with a passage from the the Book of Cries, which is uh, outsiders' prophecies and beliefs. And it says, "Time of the Walker. Good be that of the Desert Walker, whose power and awe awoke fear on even the devil of Earth. It is in the walk. It is this Walker who will de- destroy the devil of Earth and his creatures of death." It is in the time of the walker that the warrior will arise, born of riches and life essence, yet will know the ways of the outsiders. And in that event, a great war shall come to pass as well, and the devil will be gone. Every hot cry the outsiders. That is outsider prophecy and belief from the Book of Cries. And now here's a bit of commentary on that, on the time of the walker, by Danny Valishiana. In the Book of Cries, the prophecy... Of the Walker and the Warrior is quite famous, despite its inaccuracies. While in the book it refers to the Devil of Earth, it is agreed that this is Christian Fra- Fraudcrayan, not Vildar Cranson. Fraudcrayan died in twenty forty three, and thus could not ha- could not be destroyed by any Walkers. Some outsiders do say that Cranson is is Earth's Devil, but many disagree. Furthermore, in sorry, give me one moment. Ah, uh, uh, furthermore. We are told that the warrior will be born of riches and life essence, yet will know the ways of outsiders, meaning she will be born in a paradise, yet will learn outsider's way, which is impossible. They are incapable, and that is Danny Veluciana. Autumn's life was perfect. Of course it was. Every life was perfect, unless you're an outsider. But Autumn was no outsider. Her life was built within this paradise, and she would never have to leave. It was wonderful. The decrease was a lush place, away from the skyscrapers of the inner city, yet still getting double the foot traffic. Cars were looked down upon here, so everyone walked and everyone who lived here was happy. Moss and plant life grew on every inch of every building, in all the crevices, making it a tourist destination. Cafes and luxury boutiques lined the streets. People with body modifications of all kinds roamed. Autumn, however, had problems that others did not. Her father- her father always seemed short on cash. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, sorry. I just, I, my friends are texting me a lot. And uh, every once in a while, I'll click open it. and sorry. Uh, where, where was I? Uh, Autumn, however, had problems that others did not. Her father always seemed short on cash. And while that was not a problem in paradises, it proved to be an inconvenience at times. Her father had once told her to to wait by the the moss grove in the center of the decrease, look as p- pathetic as possible, hoping that a richer civilian would feel pity and donate to her charity if you can't hear my air quotes then yes please note there are quotes there air quotes while these problems were not ideal life could not could never be described as hard in paradise at least until the age of 16 how lovely autumn thought the day my life starts turning around is the day i'm eligible for the draft nerves shot through her body but she used her soothing tools to calm down i am Adam dia i am in the north oh, give me one moment Okay, sorry. I'm in the North Atlantic Paradise region. Let me put on my focus, actually. I'll put on a work. One. I'll have to make one later. Uh, sorry. <clears throat> I am one of 2,394,225 people, of which 90,000 will be drafted. I will be safe from the war. She repeated the mantra she had been saying several times a day, reminded herself that the drafting of a 16-year-old was very rare. Her mother had told her that day, The draft takes only three minutes. You will answer standard questions that you have, been asked, that you have answered before and will be notified as soon as the picking is over. And yet, still Autumn worried, knowing what being drafted meant. Autumn had a 3.30 appointment with the drafting officer. Of course, they didn't do the picking, just the screenings and health tests. First, a seal of the Crystallium took her blood pressure, temperature, and cholesterol levels. Then Then she was let into a hallway with hundreds of doors, seeming to be endless. Autumn was let into a room marked 57, decorated with nothing but a modern desk and a computer. The door clicked behind her to signal its locking, trapping Autumn in the sparse room. A man entered through the wall, looking tired and unhappy. He sat at the desk across from Autumn. His hair was jet black, his eyes were a little too far apart, and and were an unnatural glowing purple. Eye implants. Now let's see here, Miss Diabere. Date of birth, the man said. April third, two thousand fifty-six, Autumn replied. And what is your family income and job application? Two thousand three hundred sixty dollars, gardener. Again Autumn's impulse answered the question. How are you in high heat? The man asked. The question was new. Autumn thought, Well, I've lived in the decrease my whole life, but I do enjoy when the weather rises to maximum heat. Well, the man said, We shall see how you survive higher than 80 degree weather. What? cried Autumn. Yes, according to the computer, you meet all requirements of a Crystallium warrior. Please make your way... Your way to the Office of Departures and Military Service to make arrangements. Have a lovely day, the man said with a disturbing level of joy. And that was when Autumn's world came crashing down. Paradise 3,479 Army Training Center sat on the west edge of the Paradise, next to the Governor's Palace and Working Chambers. Every morning, Autumn woke and looked out to see the fields of lilies and tall, beautiful buildings rising from it. The city of Edans was also visible, yet its view was far less stunning, as it was never designed to be looked at from afar. Required training took one standard month, and it was a slow and painful one. The first day, Autumn was was given a small matter segmenter that had a striking resemblance to a Swiss army knife. Each recruit was chosen to be a part of a different da- task, and Autumn waited fearfully for her assignment. Based on her skill level, she was appointed to the frontline fighters, and would soon be moved to an outsider bunker to make an alliance. After being assigned a task, she was assigned a room. Autumn was told to go to Dormitory 63, holding four people on the same task force. When she arrived, a man around his 50s was hanging clothes in a closet near one of the bunks. "'Hello there. Have you met our other mates? the man said. "'I'm Eno, and I haven't seen anyone come through here.' Autumn examined Eno, looking at his rigid posture, his joyless eyes, his messy, graying hair, a dark beard covering his face, and a long scar which ran down his head. As Autumn opened her mouth to answer, the door behind them swung open, and in came a woman with a small briefcase in hand. "'Good evening to you. I am Aitor." I believe we are all in the same boat as to our roles here, so may I ask what tribe you will be traveling to? Eno, per- Eno perked up and said, I am to be sent to a dirty tribe of desert fighters called the V. He laughed as if to mock them. Autumn said, I believe I was to be sent to a tribe called the khatul Milo. Strange, don't you think? All habits of outsiders are strange, either said. My question is why we are going to them. Autumn never thought about that. Surely there was a good reason. The crystallium always had a good reason. Autumn's final roommate did not show her his, f- his face until three days into training. On the night in question, Autumn was awoken by a scratching at the door, followed by a bark. "There's a dog out there," Autumn thought. The scratching continued, same as the barking. Autumn grabbed her matter segmenter, grabbed her matter segmenter from the desk next to her bed, and crept towards the door. She pressed the button, and the blades swung up. A- out and began to glow, signifying it was on. She rested her hand on the doorknob, listening for a moment before opening the door. With one swing, light flooded the room, and a creature swiftly knocked Autumn to the ground. A beautiful Labrador stood over her, sniffing at her head, but soon moved towards the door, which had closed again. A figure had slipped into the room and was feeding the dog treats. From around the room, groans came as the others awoke to see who it was. "'Who are you?' called Autumn." "'Me,' the man said, "'I'm Crispin. Suspier nu qua a Crescilio di Cerde der, right, Margarita?' Crispin laughed a little. "'Well, it's no Gilden Hall, but it's something. "'Well, go- well good night, friends.' "'The man called into his bunk, and that was the end of the night. "'In the morning, it was explained that Crispin had uh, broken several laws, "'working now to be free, fighting now to be free.' <clears throat> He had arrived late due to his dog, Margarita, and the fact that he ran from the Cristillium, trying to avoid uh, service. "'Yeah, I've been in my fair share of mishaps,' he said one gray afternoon of training. "'Once I was smuggling some passengers into the city, and it turns out they were outsiders. "'Oh, I I hightailed out of there before anything happened. "'But of course, I have a heart, so I alerted the city officers like a good citizen.' Autumn's question came before she could restrain herself. "'And what happened to the outsiders?' Well, I took the last parachute, and the right engine had been chopped down, so I'm sure they crashed, and not many can survive a wreck like a smothered ship. They're practically rigged to explode. He began to chuckle. Did you feel bad? This time it was either. Well, I acted as, as any citizen should do, and they were terrible liars and good actors too, so I don't feel bad. Do I wish I could have seen it? Yes. However, I will settle for the knowledge that those horrid people met the fate they deserved. The conversation ended there it was also soon learned that crispin was horribly impatient always complaining about time wasted we sit here with this mediocre training when i could lead a full battalion into the desert and win this war in a snap estam tiratio nuquam potestatem militibus Soon came a night when all recruits were subjected to a short test. It was, simple, it was a simple virtual reality battle scene taking place before dinner. Autumn failed. So did Crispin. Aitar and Eno passed. They were p- advised to pack and be prepared to leave. At dinner, Crispin whispered to Autumn, I can't take this much longer. I'm going to head out tonight. "'Do you want to get a longer serving time?' Autumn responded. "'No, no. I won't be escaping, no. I plan to hitch a ride with our roomies.' Crispin gave out a laugh and continued. "'I've already packed, and I've been tipped off that the ship is leaving at midnight. "'So long, Autumn.' He left the dining hall, not managing to control his laughter. In the morning, all but Autumn's bed was empty.' The final reek of of training was grueling and boring. Finally, on the 30th day of Autumn's stay at the base, General Fridkhorst spoke to her briefly. You, Autumn, are ready. A ship to the desert is leaving tomorrow, and I would suggest you tag along. Joy filled her as she thought, I'm I'm finally leaving this... I'm finally... I spelled this sentence so wrong. On my script it says, "I I, comma, finally living this horrific place but it's supposed to be, and uh, joy filled her as she thought, I'm finally leaving this horrid place. She slept deeply, preparing for the next day, not sure what would come next. At 4 a.m., Autumn was brought to the Hangar 6 and was laid onto a large transporter with 50 other soldiers. They were given good lucks from the general, and then the transporter took flight. Autumn watched as the only place she had ever known, the place she thought she'd never leave, went away. Soon they exited the borders of the paradise system and entered the desert. They watched as the glowing bubble of Edan sunk into the horizon. On, an intercom, on the intercom, a voice said, Our destination is the bunker of Khatul, of the Khatul Milo tribe. Be prepared to fight. And with that, another part of the story comes to a close. Now we have Autumn, who is traveling to the Khatulamayla tribe. If you remember, summer's tribe. I'm, like, connecting the dots, and I'm having a fun time. You might be hating it, and if you hate it, that's fine. I mean, I'm not, like, the world's greatest writer. I I don't think too highly of myself. However, uh, I'm certainly liking what I'm coming up with, and I think I'm just good enough. Uh, So, as always, if you'd like to leave a feedback or a comment on Breaker please do so i always like feedback i'd love to hear what you have to think if any the other thing i, do, I don't i do think i talk about this much but i love 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 writing prompts and story prompts and all that different stuff so if you have any interesting ones definitely definitely put those there and then i am going to probably if i can figure out how to do it i'm going to look at, I'm, i might do an art contest where you can choose a character or a scene from one of my stories and you can do a drawing of that now you might not have an interest in that, obviously, but I'm sure there's somebody here, who's, somebody who listens who's artistic and would have fun doing that. Um, so if if you feel you would like to do that, then um, yeah, I might do that, but I have to figure out how you can send them to me because I can't put my email up on here, sadly. So maybe I'll get like a love Stories email or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, thank you so much for listening. I'd like to thank all my friends who requested that this episode come out because it probably wouldn't have come out if, it, if I hadn't. I hadn't. And look out on New Year's Eve because I will be putting out another spectacular episode. And there's Micah. All right. Have a lovely day. Goodbye now.